Before we jump into the podcast today, I just wanted to thank the good people over at TouchCo. This is a service which is an online Braille tutoring software inspired by Duolingo to be the premier language tutoring software worldwide. They've created a revolutionary program that allows a seamless haptic feel of Braille to happen at your fingertips at home. Months of experience have been poured into creating an easy way to learn Braille at home. You won't be touching dots. You'll be touching hearts. <laughs> um, okay. We will also be introducing an online coupon on our website for those under 13 to get a head start on this language. <laughs> the coupon code is touchkids. Um, Fuck off. Again, that's going to be touchkids. Uh, <laughs> no, it isn't. Go on and check them out. For anyone who thinks that's uh, not a good deal, it's actually fake. My my buddy Eric sent me that. Um if you would like to create a fake company for me to uh, shout out on the podcast at the beginning, as long as it's not anything insane, I think this is pretty much at the bar of what I'll be able to say on the podcast with me saying touch kids. Um, <laughs> that's the coupon code. Uh, go ahead. Send me a DM. Maybe we can, we can work something out because this is a fun little thing to do. And I wanted to read it with you on the, on the mic here, Luke, because I think it's that's like pretty Braille, funny. Braille, yeah, <laughs> online Braille. And it's online an online Braille, Braille tutoring service. It's like, wow, right on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, uh, you have me anyway. in the first half, yeah. Welcome to the Trees and Island podcast. Uh, the only podcast for all of your outdoor fashion, not the G word needs. Uh, I am your host, Trees and Island. You can call me Trees. And I'm joined today by a reformed fashion bro. Throwing fits refused his DMs. And so now he stumbled his way into my DMs, uh, onto this podcast, I should say. It is Oi Lukey or Luke Butler. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, man. Blessed to be here. You've uh, you've had my heroes on, so you know, I'm in I'm in, I'm in good company here. Oh, yeah? So thanks for you, having me. Who are your heroes? I think Patrick, mm. Patrick Stangby, um, probably one of them. Gary, Gary Flume, of course, <laughs> taught me yeah. everything I know. Oh, yeah? Liam, yeah, Liam Money, of course, shouted me out, got me on here. Mm. You know, he dropped me a follow. Wouldn't be for <laughs> if it wouldn't be for him, wouldn't be here. That's so. true. Is that actually true? He, yeah, he shouted me out. Um, uh, yeah, when he came on, I think uh, I think I followed you, and you didn't follow me back. So I prodded him and oh. said, "I'll I'll get trees to uh, get trees to, <laughs> you know, come through." Yeah, and he delivered. Hey, you owe you owe everything to him, I guess. So uh, a portion yeah, of he, the revenue he that knows you make it. for your lifetime, a portion of that sponsorship money should be going to him. I think. <laughs> takes his cut yeah he takes his cut it's like a it's like a brand deal he owns like 10 percent of all the revenue you make for the next 10 years or whatever he owns me yeah well i mean i think it's fair you're on a podcast now so that's what matters yeah. mogul moves man <laughs> absolutely um well for those who don't know this is a trees and nylon podcast where we talk about trees we talk about nylon we go through both of those subjects in a past present and future progression um and obviously the guest is one who says all that. And I just keep my mouth shut the whole time. Um, so Lukey, mm -hmm. Luke, oi Lukey or Luke. Yeah. Luke is good. I mean, you know, my nearest and dear has called me Lukey. So. Okay. You know. Lukey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. I'm up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, would you like to start with trees or nylon? Um, I feel like trees is the the kind of natural progression, isn't it? You know, that's what most people do. And I feel like I've got more to waffle on about <laughs> with nylon. So let's do okay. it. Yeah. Which one? You want to start with trees or nylon? Let's start with trees. Okay, cool, cool. All right. So yes, with trees, tell me about how you got started going outside. Um. I guess kind of a similar story to a lot of the kind of UK lads that you've had on, you know, like mm-hmm. grew up in, um, grew up in Hertfordshire, which is just North of London. Of I'd course. call it like a, a semi-rural town. I mean, it's not really, but like you drive for 10 minutes in any direction and you're going to hit green. So it's like, you're never too far from the country. Mm. So, you know, I, I kind of grew up doing, you know, like these big solo bike rides and playing in the woods, making dens, like, you know, that that good stuff blowing shit up with fireworks i'd smuggled back from france well, i was gonna say shit. is that legal in the uk nah so we'd we'd go on these school school trips to france and bring back these um bangers we'd call them and they had like a picture of a tiger on and they could they could pretty much blow up like a small um you know toy or maybe like mushrooms we got really good at blowing up mushrooms but mm-hmm. uh yeah kind of a yeah i wasn't a complete loner but i like my own company right so i was a bit of an a bit of an odd kid but um, I just wanted to kind of explore on my own terms, really. And I was I was just kind of curious. I'd like I'd like kind of wandering off. And I'm still that way today, to be honest. I still wander off. Like when I was five, I'd just get up and go. And Amber hates it. Um, Amber's my girlfriend, <laughs> my long, long suffering girlfriend. Um, but yeah, I'm always just kind of. Way. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations to you, man. Yeah. oh yeah 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 i no longer i have my ex-girlfriend yeah. yeah yeah ex-girlfriend well current fiance well <laughs> um and then like in terms of seeing this country i mean i i, I was kind of largely ignorant in, of, of what it had to offer like mm-hmm. right up until my 20s almost like my my wow. family like camping holidays were all like cheap and cheerful you know we'd go down to devon and cornwall in the southwest my dad would take me we'd we'd drive down you know fill up the car um and we'd we'd have this like 1980s style like trailer tent i remember um you had um um pro, uh, a guy from proper mag on a hikadelic so mark, mark, smith. Mark, yeah. mark smith yeah yeah he was talking about these like 80s um trailer tents as well like they're absolute mm-hmm. death traps right like they'd take your finger fingers off. You just unfold them, and you'd like pull out this separate kitchenette, um, and it would like leak in the rain. But like some of my nicest memories were like sitting in that tent, you know, eating like by candlelight, eating like a pot noodle. It's pissing down with rain, and like there's mm. water like running through the tent, like through <laughs> our feet, and like really it should be miserable. But like those were the the nicest times. Um, but yeah, I kind of only really saw that part of the country growing up. Um, but yeah, I was I was always kind of like outdoorsy, but not in this like organized way. I kind of rejected like extracurricular activities, you know, like at school you do like a Duke of Edinburgh award. I don't know if, if anyone's ever come on here and talked about that before. It's uh, basically it like a, familiar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically like um, an orienteering course, and you you mm. do sort of different levels of it. 
I always kind of rejected that. I was like, nah, that looks miserable. Uncle is not for me. I kind of wish yeah. I did. And like, you know, I've got mates that grew up doing scouts and air cadets and stuff like that. And again, yeah, like I wish I did. I wish I kind of had the camaraderie of doing it and I might have learned mm. a few things and stuff like that. I might not have been such a little weirdo, but um, yeah. yeah. What did you do instead of, instead of that stuff? What was like, you say you're a little weirdo? I don't know. I just like play, like play video games and oh. I don't know. Yeah. What kind of games? Um, uh, like go, I mean, PS2, I was like really into like the Warriors. Do you ever play that game? Mm-hmm. It's quite like cult, uh, beat em up, um, Path of Neo. Do you ever play that? Uh-uh. It's like the Matrix spin-off. No, it's like... <laughs> super super fucking niche ps2 games we're talking about now but yeah um yeah a bit of a gamer but yeah gamer over here bit of a game i mean look at just check out the the gamer headset headset on right now yeah Yeah. i think i'm a gamer as well you know nicole put me on blast for my gaming habits i'm in the gamer chair right now that's right yeah yeah (laughs) um we were talking about elden ring recently weren't we and oh yeah yeah, yeah, and all that sort of thing hell yeah Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um game over here. So yeah, like from there I went so you know, I grew up a bit, went to uni uh in Sheffield, which is obviously like super close to the Peak District, which you know a lot of your guests will, you know, be familiar with. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Well, the the yeah. Peak District is a, a hotly debated topic on a this. Contra- yeah, controversial. Very controversial subject. for me yeah. only, because everyone else likes it and I'm the only person who seems to be like what's what's your beef with it? Remind me. I don't truly have beef with it, but it's just like, it's just, I feel like it's overhyped. Haven't been overhyped. Didn't yeah. go. Is it that cool? Is it like, okay, look, I get that you're in the UK and like, you don't have very much over there. All right. No, we got to work with what we got. You got to work with, with what you have, but like, I just look at it and then I compare it to what we have here in the States. And it's like, man, it just doesn't compare. It's just like, it like compared to the states, yeah, it's like an unfair comparison. It's it looks like, pretty still. Like looking yeah. at pictures of it, it still looks yeah. pretty, but like kind mm. of gentle rolling hills in comparison to the to the vistas of the US. Yeah, <laughs> or even just like it doesn't look as vast as you know the United States, like mm-hmm. the national parks in the US. But yeah, Sheffield was super close <laughs> to the peaks. Yeah, um, and. Uh, I barely, I barely like set foot in it really. Like I might've ridden my bike up there briefly. I think it kind of intimidated me. I like, I rode my bike up there and it was quite, it was quite bleak and there was all these like windswept moors and I was on my own and I was just like, yeah, I've seen enough. I I can just like stop at this pub and roll back into town. Um, But really like I wasn't, I wasn't that interested in nature at that point. I think I'd like lost my connection to it a little bit. I was too busy partying, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. brother. <laughs> yeah. Sick as hell. Sick as hell. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, not fell out of love with nature, but like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't high on my agenda at that time. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I don't know, fast forward to late 20s, I think. Um, I, I, I didn't start, start going up like mountains and things like that until until then really Mm -hmm. um like i moved to london when i was 25 and like i don't i don't drive so 
I was kind of stuck here, you know, like I had, I might've had ambitions to go see mm. more of this country, but you know, it was, it's difficult. Like you, you can't really even get the train to a lot of these places. Like you can get, you can get close enough, but like, you're still going to have to like get three buses or like get, you know, yeah. a, 40, a 40, 50 minute car journey to get into the thick of it. So, mm. you know, um, but yeah, like late twenties, I don't know. I, I just started generally getting more like active and stuff. I up until then, I'd like just rejected the idea of setting foot in a gym and just like improving myself in any way. But something, uh, something switched, and I was just like, I can't, I can't waste my life like smashing tinnies and eating biscuits in this flat <laughs> with my, with my, you know, with my flatmate Glenn. Um, it kind of it, it had to end. So. Um, yeah, I, I started, like, I don't know, I cleaned up my act a bit um, from 27. I was like hitting the gym and stuff, getting in shape. And I think for the most part, it was to like help with my mental health. And I kind of knew like, I, I, I kind of had to do something um, at like 25. You know, I'd been diagnosed with like depression and anxiety. And, you know, like that's that's the kind of thing that they advised to do is like, you know, exercise and and stuff yeah. like that so yeah I, I i started going to the gym and then yeah you know fast forward a bit further met a girl who's like really up for adventure shower amber um and you know within within a couple of months we were like you know smashing out peaks together we did scarfell pike during mm. like you know our honeymoon period i <laughs> kind of set the tone for our relationship yeah you know um and when the pandemic hit we were kind of just discovering the Lake District, like for the first time around mm-hmm. 2019. So really, just like starting to get into it, and then obviously COVID happened, um, which is you know it's a familiar story. Like everyone was stuck yeah. inside, you know, appreciating outside, you know, maybe for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time you know they let us out of lockdown, we'd we'd have a trip planned, and we'd we'd you know really make the most of our our time you know, being let out, mm. um, kind of got into bouldering, just really started like picking <laughs> up the, collecting the kind of outdoor patches, you know, the, yeah, yeah. The, the different outdoor pursuits and becoming a bit of a jack of all trades. So, um, but yeah, like I didn't, you know, thing that a lot, put me off about getting into the outdoors at first, I think was, was the big investment into kit yeah you know and like it, is, it can be very expensive it can be and like it's almost not worth getting the more budget stuff um just to kind of go out and do a few trips because it's it's going to be you know it's going to be heavier it's going to be bulkier it's not going to be as good quality like it's not going to be as packable all that kind of stuff so like you need you need to like you don't need the best kit but you need to like spend a little bit on you know your pack your sleeping bag your tent and what have you so i kind of spent lockdown like month by month like getting all these things but like i I just amassed all this gear and and just had nowhere to go basically so you know by the time lockdown lifted i was like i was on one and i think you know like me and amber ticked off a lot of you know a lot of trips in that time yeah it sounds like you got into it i mean the common story here is common ground the common story here Mm. is that um you know lockdown happened oh i want to go outside a lot more Mm. but 
because I can't really do anything else. And then they discover the appreciation like, oh, look at me. I love nature. I love going outside mm-hmm. and going on walks and stuff. For you, it sounds like it happened earlier than that. And mm-hmm. then this scene kind of evolved as you were like finding your footing in it, which is a little bit of an unusual story. People like yeah. to go outside before COVID. That, that's a little strange. <laughs> I like to, but that, that's the thing. I kind of like, I didn't want to go outside in a kind of, okay, I'm going to put on a waterproof and some boots and like some, some sticks and, and, and read them and like try and read a map and, and read a compass. Like that kind of thing kind of scared me a little bit in some way. Like I, I was, I was sneering at it, but I think I was kind of a little bit intimidated as well. Yeah. You know, um, because it's, uh, I don't know, it can be, it can feel a little insular maybe like it's not, it's not open to everyone. Like you kind of, you need to know what you're doing and you need to take it seriously. And I like, I feel like there's an old generation that, kind of have have kind of put off maybe mm. the, the the youngers from getting into it um you know that kind of waggling their finger mentality <laughs> mm. <laughs> you got you got to treat the mountains with respect with respect and all this kind of yeah. stuff which of course you do but like you know it sort of maybe took the fun out of the outdoor scene a bit i feel <laughs> like the gold the, the the golden age was like the 90s right yeah and everyone it was like you know it was everyone was like super fucking radical and like it was the it was the <laughs> you know it was like the golden age of like climbing and and mountain biking and all that sort of stuff and then so i don't know something happened and it, it lost its it's lost its soul a little bit along the no, way what do, you, what do you mean by that elaborate a little bit i don't know it's just how i think of like extreme sports in like the 90s right and then just like and then i don't know and then i look around uk like mainstream outdoor shops in Mm -hmm. you know in the last like five ten years and they were just like super beige and and just just not very exciting there was just a disconnect with like what i thought in my head about the outdoors and you know what i'd what i'd find in in the stores and things like that and and the kind of i don't know do you know what i mean um kind of like <laughs> so you're saying you're saying that like the vibe around extreme sports and stuff is different not even extreme sports i'm i'm just talking about the like american I, the, like the i guess the americanized version of like going outside which was just like super sick. And then you've got the kind of, I guess that's what I'm saying. And then you've got the UK version of it, which is like rambling clubs Uh and like Duke of Edinburgh and just like all that kind of stuff, which I don't know, just was very, was very uncool to me when I was growing up. I think, I think, I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, yeah, the, the kind of Americanized version and like, just like not having, I just didn't know that there was fun to be had in this country going like outdoors <laughs> in that way do you know what yeah. i mean like it's not like I'd you're go, scaling half dome and like biking around the mountains yeah. and stuff yeah like i said it's i was like crazy. i was completely like i was completely ignorant of it like i didn't yeah i like i didn't really know there were like cool mountains and stuff to go and climb mm-hmm. yeah nice um i think that's a pretty good that's a pretty um collective that's the right word encapsulating i guess history yeah. of your of your your past outside let's talk a little bit about your now outside now that you have yeah. rediscovered or maybe discovered nature yeah um 
what do you like to do? How often do you get well, out I, there? I mean, so I, I, di- I didn't want to be like the all the gear, no idea guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want to just get all the garms and then either not go outside or just like not really know what I'm doing or like make make a fool of myself, get, get you know, have to call mountain rescue and get airlifted <laughs> off, a, off a peak or like, yeah, you know, my, no my mate, my mate you know my mate would never let me you know let, never let me uh, live it down he um <laughs> my best mate glenn he did a um a, a documentary on uh Cangorm mountain rescue so mm. like he's um obviously he, he bedded in with the the mountain rescue guys for like weeks and weeks and filmed them and and documented them and like he he's like if we get lost in the Cairngorms and we have to call like um mountain rescue I'll, I'll never live it down like please you know can we be careful and this sort of, sort of stuff so like i don't know i i feel like we're quite different he's he's kind of quite risk averse and i'm i'm just like ah, it'll be, it'll be fine it'll do be it fine. on the night yeah. yeah but like you but he's totally right like you do need to take every precaution you need to plan you need to have exit routes you know you need to be prepared you need to have the right kit so like mm. I don't know. I see. I see people maybe doing stuff on the ground, and I, I wonder, just like I don't know. I sometimes go, oh, that they might kind of uh, come unstuck sometimes. But it's 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 only a matter of of time before you know all these young kids going out and kind of discovering the outdoors and jumping, literally jumping around on big rocks that someone's going to have to get airlifted and put on a stretcher. So I. I, I <laughs> the dad in me just like worries worries about that a little bit so now it's getting too extreme so you've cycled from nah, you've cycled yeah. from the uk not being extreme enough and now you're all the way to the other end where it's, it gets I've just, a little bit uh, yeah, too much I've just, I've just uh, yeah i've just i've just got old but um yeah in the span I, 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 of two I, years you've completely changed your stance exactly yeah <laughs> I, I won't be like planking any you know like uh yeah munros or anything like that um <laughs> But yeah, so I, I, didn't, I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to kind of know a little bit and um, I didn't want to just like hop on the trend and, and use mm-hmm. like nature as like a backdrop for some sick fits. Although, you know, that's Which all well is, and good. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it is, of course. Um, but I really wanted to be like about that life and be authentic. So mm-hmm. I think me and my buddy, like the first thing we tried to do as soon as we ca- could was take like a mountain skills course. And that was like a two-day course in wales with this instructor so we got a campsite and then we'd kind of um hike into the hills each day and like the first day was just around ogwin valley mm-hmm. and we just learned the basics of navigation and for me like i i i really struggle with um attention and focus sometimes i think i'm 90 percent sure i've like undiagnosed adhd most but, people um, do yes this yeah. is <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me yeah, is it co- is it common for people to say that on the pod? Maybe saying they have ADHD. I mean, yeah, I think there's definitely think a thread of like have. dudes. I've, there's definitely a thread of like dudes that used to party quite hard and now just swapped um, pills for hills. <laughs> <laughs> pills for hills. Yeah, good. Um, so yeah, like we'd we'd hike into the hills, like le- yeah, learn some navigation basics. But yeah, I, I struggled to like you know follow like you really need to tell me like four or five times before mm. I'll, I'll grasp something like i get i get you know i i get into a flap quite easily um 
but I feel like I've got it now. I've got the basics. Like I've, a lot of that other stuff fell out my head. Um, but I feel like I, I can orient, like orient myself now and, and read a map mm. to, to a reasonable standard to not be geographically embarrassed, basically. That's good. Yeah. Um, but day two of that course was like being like humbled um, by my kit choices. I, I wore like um, hockers on the second day. Mm-hmm. and we're li- we're literally like it's because the danners that i bought were like the breaking on them even after four years was so savage that they'd rub my achilles like after eight hours or so so i couldn't wear them more than two consecutive days right mm-hmm. so i had to ditch the danners right the proper like you know full length gore-tex boot and swap them for some like low-cut hockers mm-hmm. and the, you know the hocker um tour ultra low yes those are sick those are sick garments yeah not the not the yeah not the eg ones i wish i'd got those but i I picked i picked them up on grailed or something like quite cheaply um they were like my yeah grail shoe for a while but like it didn't perform well at all oh really yeah like obviously it's a low cut shoe so if you 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 stick your foot in like a bog you 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 know doesn't matter how much Gore-Tex you you got (laughs) your foot your foot's going to be swimming yeah um and so that happened within I don't know an hour into the day and I was just like squelching around for like the rest of the day and I I don't think there's anything more demoralizing than having like wet like really wet trench foot feet Mm. um so by the time the rain was like going sideways, I just kind of had enough. And, and, and that was like at the point where, no, you need to focus, like you need to bring out those skills now because this is when it counts. But I just, I was like, nah, I just want to be back at the cafe. So she, <laughs> so she, she let us call it, call it a day. And, and I kind of, <laughs> I kind of arrogantly was like, I I know it's I'm sort of vaguely pointing in a direction, just being like I instinctively know like that's that's the way we came from. So I know it's like broadly that went. She was like, no, like navigate back. And I was like, yeah, but it's it's this way, right? And she would like wouldn't say yes or no either way. So you know, she made me work for it. Our our certificate that we got. Yeah, it was a humbling experience. Does sound like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I haven't done anything that intense. Um, I've definitely just backpacked overnighters and mm. gone car camping. Mm. Um, but I would like to do something like that. I want to go, I want to do like an actual multi-day backpack trip yep. at some point. Um, and I know some of my friends want to do it as well, even yep. if it's somewhere local. I'd love to, you know, just get out there for more than a night in, yeah. the, in the back country. Yeah, I think the most I've done is two days in the Cairngorms. And, um, yeah, I, I want to do more sort of longer length through hikes for sure. Mm. I just want to just like up and up the adventures. I've kind of, you know, got a flavor for it now. Um, but yeah, I've, I, I don't know. I've, I've found, I feel like I've kind of found my niches a little bit with what I'm doing. Like, mm. um, obviously Gary, Gary Flume, shout out Gary. He schooled me in the ways of hammocking. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, you. Oh, we haven't even talked about this. You, I don't even think you've mentioned it. You, you are the biking guy. I well, I I feel like I'm a pale imitation of another biking guy who has been mentioned on this 
um, podcast before. I feel like even Liam, yeah. um, uh, Nis Broder, Broder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's German. I think he lives in Berlin. Mm-hmm. But like, he's this sick like endurance um, bike packing gravel off you know adventure biking guy. Um, and I've been following him for like I don't know probably nearly two years. And um, yeah, I, I DM'd him just to get some insight on you know kit and and things like that you know because a lot of my kit was transferable Mm. over to the bike but then you're getting into like ultralight territory and like you're you're shaving grams off and like you get you get a thing i think i went through like three different sleeping bags Mm. that i ordered before like they fit into the you know the front yeah the front dry bag or whatever um so um this brother was sending me like a few recommendations like nordisk outdoor and this and that mm. but um between like i feel like those are my like two sensei dudes like gary and 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 this so like combining hammocking with with biking but i'm yeah i'm flattered that you would you would call me the the biking guy but um, we'll call you we'll call you the english biking guy we'll, we'll, english. we'll adjust it for you sure yeah and like i feel like a few years ago it would have been truly niche mm. but now it's like it's massively blown up um and i feel like it was once quite an eccentric thing to do almost <laughs> like load up your earthly possessions on your bike mm. you know like buckaroo and and just and it like this is before like cool bike packing bags you know that were specialized i'm talking about two panniers on the front two panniers on the back and just stuff like lassoed you know Mm. lashed uh sorry to the to to the rig with with bungee rope and just looking like a house moving castle on like two wheels basically (laughs) um but now it's like super cool and and like it can be like a slick operation and i don't know it's it's kind of yeah certainly got me into it um but yeah i'm I'm just starting out like i've only done like really comparatively like short days you know yeah um Um, what what hammock do you use since i'm also a fellow hammock advocate yes yeah so it had to be dd hammocks you know gary's always plugging Mm. them but for good reason Uh i i went for the super light which you know as its name suggests is super light but it it lacks the like mosquito net and things like that Mm -hmm. So I think you have to buy that separately. I've not had mm. cause to use it. Yeah, yet. do you need it? That's what I was gonna say. Nah, Is not it really. Not at the moment. I think if I'm if I'm going to like Scotland, anywhere that there's like savage midges, um, you know, it's mm. kind of renowned, it's infamous this this time of year. So I'd probably need it then. Um, but otherwise, no. So I did DD hammock super light and then a DD hammock super light tarp, which I think is a three by three. It's pretty much the same size. That will like I'll just shove that into the front dry bag with my mm. sleeping bag and 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 then a DD hammocks underquilt. I was I was I was schooled on the ways of the underquilt as well. Is it <laughs> oh, is yeah. an is an absolute essential. Definitely, especially um, over there where it never gets above. Uh, well, I guess right now it's <laughs> not the feel, right time to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like and your heat even, wave. Yeah, right. Um, I feel like, yeah, but even, even on warm nights, you're going to get a cold ass if you don't use one. 
you know, yeah. you're, t- you're talking about m- like a millimeter of nylon separating you from like a cold breeze. You know, you're not going to be warm. Mm. Also, like I, I tried a couple of times to use my like sea to summit sleeping pad, and it would just like like fly straight out. It was useless. Like I couldn't see it properly. Mm. So I've taken ch- to just leaving the pad at home, and um, you know, attach it and just using the using the underquilt, and that's that's comfy enough. It is the comfiest night sleep. Like you can get outside. I I never thought I'd say that. I know. I a hundred percent agree. I was skeptical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've said this story before, but you know, just in case someone hasn't listened, um, that first, the first time that I went like to an overnighter, I just wanted to take him. I was like, don't want to bring a tent. I really just want to like, have a less of a load on my back can we just pause can we just uh yeah um can we just can we just bring a hammock up and i was yeah. watching videos about like how to sleep in it and the positioning of like your sleeping pad and like how good an underquilt is and all that and honestly i much prefer a hammock to a tent mm-hmm. um no matter what the situation is like yeah. even in the rain now unless it's like freezing cold i want yeah. a tent yeah but like any other situation, I want a hammock just because it's so much more comfortable. Yeah, I w- I will never find a comfortable spot for more than like two hours in a tent. Yeah, no I I feel like I could get the best like the top spec pad whatever, mm-hmm. but you're still talking like an inch and a half of of like insulation from the ground and your hips your hips digging in and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a really light sleeper anyway. It's it's just not oh, yeah. for me. If we're talking about um like sleeping pads that you could actually bring then yes but my buddy showed up to the camp um we went on in whatever june and he pulled up with like a five inch basically air mattress but it was a right. sleeping pad and it was yeah. just a full mattress that he put in his hands like dude that is crazy he's living it did, up it's did he have like a foot pump or like was it like an electric yeah, it pump was a, is it, it self-inflating it was a bag that you like open the bag you put it in you like squeeze the air into it it was pretty interesting oh, yeah. it was like so a cool I've got contraption that the, yeah that's really cool i've got it for the seat summit thing so you don't really have you have to sort of breathe into it like you don't blow into yeah. it it's kind of weird you just fill it gently and then you just you Roll let the bag, exactly you let the bag do the work yeah. Which I thought was pretty neat. Definitely couldn't take it on an actual camping trip though. But for car camping, it seemed pretty nice. Yeah. It was way too bulky for like packing. Yeah. But yeah. Hammocking sleeps. I actually wake up refreshed, which yeah. like, I, I don't think I've ever uh, had a, like a full night's, you know, unbroken sleep in a tent. Just doesn't happen. Um, I've, yeah. But then I've never had it. I've never tested it in the rain you know mm-hmm. like i've i've been out on some cold nights oh you, had, you never had rain on you no and i like, have yeah i can't i was i've kind of i've kind of been looking forward to it <laughs> you want to make I that rain fly work you know yeah and it's just another thing to like lull you off to sleep you know the sound mm-hmm. of the rain very true um, rain hitting yeah. the tarp is nice yeah but um no i, I haven't been tested yet mm. Um, but yeah, it, like hammocking comes with its own, you know, with its own kind of culture. You need to, you need to kind of learn a few things, um, from, from scratch. You need to learn, you know, a few basic knots, which I didn't know any, mm-hmm. you know, you need to learn about a ridgeline, how to yeah. set up a ridgeline, do it fast. 
And I basically spent like, what's, what's what that you doing? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> like, what are you pointing at? Yeah, yeah. Um, I spent like, I don't know, six months just like learning stuff off YouTube mm-hmm. and, and finding like the it. easiest, like um, idiot proof way to like rig a tarp. Um, you know, what's what's the little hack that i can use what little carabiner can i use like what's going to minimize the amount of knots i have to learn like no shame like i don't i don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know um but yeah so i kind of learned how to make this um quick deploy quick deploy ridge line which literally uses like one knot you know it's this bow line at one end then you've got this like carabiner at one end which you use to kind of tighten it um and then like using toggles as well, um, you know, sticking just bits of wood in so you can, you can pull it out and you can be mm. ready to go at a moment's notice, yeah. which, which I've had to do. Oh yeah. Oh uh, which, yeah. You did get kicked out one time. Yeah. 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 That was, um, that was <laughs> shame, some shame, some shameful shit. Um, it seemed like it was handled well, but you just felt very embarrassed that you got mm, caught. I was, I was mortified, but like, it was my, totally my own fault. I had people in my DMs being like, oh, fuck those guys. You know, I'd never take that shit from them. All this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to start a fight, you know, with a dude. I'm on his land. Like, I haven't really got a leg to stand on, you know. Mm-hmm. And and people want you to start a class war with these people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get, I get it. Like, it's unfair. Like, you should have the right to roam. And I'm not hurting anyone. But, like, I'm in the wrong here. So, like, I, I'm not going to kick off. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I... Oh, that was just one of those situations. It, this always seems to happen to me where, you know, I'm on a ride, something goes wrong, usually a flat mm. and I've got limited daylight left. So I kind of hurry to find somewhere to set up and in doing so just like set up in the wrong spot. You know, I, I literally just like veered off the path, followed um, this track. And I thought I was like really in the sticks. Like I'd climbed, <laughs> i'm talking about climbing over fences now and i'm like oh why did yeah. i get caught no no um, it's good <laughs> yeah like just start a class was, yeah yeah <laughs> i was like going through thick undergrowth like I, I i i didn't think there was any chance of anyone like spotting me from any direction but yeah and then i just i'd got set up in this like perfect little spot in this like lovely little glade clearing and um then I just hear this truck pull up and I was like, I know that's for me. And I just already had my head bowed and he just, he jumps out and he's, he's got the camera on me. He's, he's, he's a got camera a, on you. Well, no, I don't know whether he, he was like FaceTiming the police or like filming me and had the police on the phone, but he was kind of like, he looked like he was filming me and he was, he just laid into me like right off the bat. I was just like, well, what do you think you're doing? This is private land you idiot like all this kind of stuff like really oh. really going for it oh fuck um, that guy you yeah, yeah and you know <laughs> you should have fought like, him right there fight yeah, him land. <laughs> yeah yeah square up um and you know how could you be so stupid like getting quite you know personal but i i just sort of took it because i was just like yeah embarrassed um and then he he hangs up the phone after this tirade um to the police and he's like, he just completely softens. He's like, sorry about that. I have to do that because I'm I'm the estate manager here. And I was like, okay. And he's like, look, if you're going to do it, I'll, I'll, you know, follow me. I'll take you to the next field. You've got my permission to camp there. 
Um, but he was still pissed off. He was like, "What the what? hell? Like, what the hell was that? Like, why are you?" Um, surely you knew you were on someone's private land and i was like honestly mate i was i was in a bit of a flap like i was panicking and i had about two hours daylight left i just mm. yeah i fucked up i'm sorry um yeah and he, i just followed his you know him him in the landy oh yeah of course so the, th- the the reason they spotted me is because i was on thermal imaging like thermal goggles right someone was like deer hunting in the next uh-huh bit of wood and they just like caught me on the on the firm <laughs> goggles and obviously had me like in their sights right so i could have caught a you know could have caught a hot one straight boy yeah yeah um which you know understandable then like why he he was so pissed because like you know if, if i had got hurt that would have been on them and and what have you so i kind of get it i feel like it was it was justified um but they say, yeah, they say try and seek the landowner's permission, you know, before wild camping. But I, I, I can't see that ever going down well, you know. No, I no. can't. Yeah, it's better to it's better to ask for forgiveness later than to because mm-hmm. especially there's a there's a couple of spots that they're like trails that are yeah. you know privately owned trails, and part of me wants to ask you know just call ahead be like hey just want to know mm. is it like legal are you cool with people camping here mm. but then what if they say no and then they're like patrolling the grounds looking for exactly people, you know you've, yeah you've kind of give you've played your you go ahead and do it anyway right yeah, yeah yeah it's better to wake up with a person screaming at you about what are you doing here get off of my land this is yeah, a private yeah, trail yeah. like rather than uh you know just being dejected and knowing yeah. you're doing something wrong rather than yeah. just thinking you're doing something that might be wrong. Yeah. It felt, you know, it felt, it was a lot more chilled once I moved to the new spot Yeah, and then knowing that I had permission to be there, but I was, I was so like hot faced shame, <laughs> just shaking yeah. my head, shaking my head all through dinner. Um, that I, yeah, I, I didn't, I was quite riled up, didn't sleep very well. Mm-hmm. And there was just this fox like doing a full like 360 oh. like mating call like dance around my hammock. You could just hear him at like two o'clock, three o'clock, oh. four o'clock, like you know, round my round my hammock, just yeah. looking for his mate. It was like fox tinder like all night. <laughs> um so yeah, that yeah, that was the ridgeway. But I don't know, I feel like I'm not gonna say I learned my lesson, but I'll I'll I don't know, I'll just I'll try and be a bit more discerning about the spots i choose in future i'm not going to stop wild camping like it's not going to put me off mm. but it's, it's just harder down south like you're always on someone's land and you're, you're never far from where they live you know like it's not like you can just disappear into the hills like in the lakes or the, even the peaks you know yeah um so yeah it's a lot harder down there but we moved I've, I've just recently just started like booking campsites you know and like making that my destination you know, and I think that's the the cool thing about bike packing is that you do, you don't have to plan anything. You can just be like, I want to go to Kent tomorrow and camp, and by tomorrow morning, like you're you're on you're on the move. Like you don't need permission from anyone. You don't need to pay for petrol. You don't. You know, it's like you just get there when you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's very nice. And you yeah, have the luxury of being able to do that. Exactly. It's 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 freeing. Uh, one sec. I have it um freeing free time free time in the future let's talk <laughs> yeah. about the future of trees mm. Mm. where do you want to go what do you want to see 
any country you went to the dolomites which we'll went talk to the about dolomites talk about. yeah i didn't yeah i didn't have nearly enough time there but like what i saw was just like yeah just eye-poppingly beautiful some of that stuff real nature. some of what we like to call real nature you saw <laughs> yeah, trees like, and exact- bald face mountains you didn't exactly. just see rolling hills with rocks on them exactly like you you <laughs> you see these like sites and it just you just start laughing because there's like there's no other like reaction um you know i got up onto the plateau um at Sacheda and it was mm. just like three 360 de- uh, uh you know degree views all the way around like proper like panoramic stuff and like <laughs> just they're ridiculous just ridiculous mountains man and I, i've never seen anything like it like i've been up to a few like i've never been skiing but like i've been up to like a ski resort in spain and stuff like that but like you know this this was just on a, a, another level man um and yeah like day one was just just perfect weather and yeah it was like easy 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 trails you know like no um you kind of you get the cable car up there and then you kind of walk along and then back back down the hill um but yeah i shout out to the the dolomites like trail way marking system it's like it's so foolproof like you just follow these signs you follow these kind of numbered routes so you're like okay i want to be on route 530 and then i need to be joining no route number six and then da 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 you barely even need a map and it shows you like your destination at these kind of um at these signs um waypoint signs and it even shows you like the distance and how long it's going to take you roughly to get there and i just wonder like why we don't have that in this country i guess it makes it less wild in a way and less of a kind of exciting prospect if you kind of you're not likely to get lost that's okay though (laughs) yeah exactly and mountains like that it's it's nice to have absolutely it's nice it's it's nice to fall back on um but we we definitely yeah we relied on that shit on day two where it's just Mm -hmm. like a completely stark contrast Yeah. yeah And we 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 saw like every season in one day. It was like <laughs> mi- mist when you woke up, then like fine rain, and then it turned to snow. And it was like then the sun came out. But um, yeah, Sunday Sunday is just like a write off in the Dolomites. Like they're a proper God fearing nation, so like everything's shut. Like you can't get you can't get a coffee. You can't go to the supermarket. Um, all the cable cars were shut. Like the buses were barely running. That is great. And that was just because it was a Sunday. Yeah. And like, it's off season. Wow. So that was the oh. other thing about it was like, <laughs> we, we, we got to the, the Airbnb and like our host was like a bit of a downer. Cause he was like, I must, <laughs> I must tell you that it is off season and nothing is open and <laughs> you will, you will struggle to have a good time. And we oh saw a thing we were like, hey, dude. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he's just like just just warning you you know and he was right like there was one restaurant open in the in the whole village um which was good like we went there twice um but like nothing else nothing else was open and i guess this yeah that's the reality of going off season i didn't think it was going to be that bad um but yeah we i don't know we we saw i guess we saw the best of the dolomites in those two days but there's so much more to see and it's kind of given me 
the bug for more like alpine type stuff you know like switzerland mm. um and the french alps and things like that so see more of those real, i think it's more real nature Re- let's go, real let's, let's mountains go see some, some real mountains yeah shall we? yeah um that's so good. That's, i'm glad you got the bug because i yeah. also love like in, in the states the rocky mountains are mm, not really an equivalent but i would say the closest thing of just like bald faced giant mountains with snow on them yeah. and those are my favorite all over mm-hmm. like you know glacier the tetons that mm-hmm. all that region if you know what i'm saying at all um i'm nodding no but, you no, know you're nodding i understand i do the exact on. same thing when people yeah. say like any british city that is yeah. it <laughs> manchester or london um or oxford now shout out alley but anyway yeah. it's just like that that kind of scenery i love so yeah um, i'm here it just, for it I'm yeah glad it ma- makes you feel this it as well makes you feel in- insignificant and yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just it so may, it's, you can't explain it it's so it gives vast. you kind of like reverse vertigo if you know what i mean like you, <laughs> yeah. you want to you kind of look up and you just feel like you're going to topple over yeah. from just cra- from just craning your neck and like i got to that point on the second day where like we put we we discovered we were at the foot of this mountain we didn't even realize where we were and it because it was just covered with this like thick uh, fog but then mm-hmm. when we kind of saw like what was above it it's just like oh shit you suddenly feel like intimidated you know just just to be in front of it so yeah it's a great feeling nice well quickly you want to yep. go back where else do you want to go uh you've go already back. said like swiss yeah, Alps, yeah, French Alps, anything like that, or any, um, any I, other countries. So I did places? a bit. I did a tiny bit. I did a day hike um, in Japan when I went in 2019. Oh, mm. and that was like, yeah, yeah. Um, that was like a waterfall hike. You know, nothing crazy. Um, just all on trails, and you follow this waterfall all the way up to this um, temple at the top. Mm-hmm. Um. And you, yeah, you kind of had to get a few buses to get out there. And um, yeah, it was like, it was kind of rural, rural Japan. We stayed in this mm-hmm. like onsen, this really old onsen that like, it was kind of like the um, the equivalent of like um, the Overlook Hotel, but like Japanese, you know, in The Shining. You familiar with The Shining? Oh, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. so like they're kind of sort of creepy, but it's like really intriguing, like empty hotel. Um, it was like really eighties and, um, yeah, beautiful. And just like got to, got to onsen with some, um, with some old dudes, got to get naked. Mm. That was good. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, that I didn't really. That was that. Uh, apart from that day hike, I didn't really do much more uh, kind of outdoorsy stuff when I was there. I was there for two weeks, and it was more about hitting the kind of main cities all the way from. It was basically Tokyo to Hiroshima and back. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to see Mount Fuji, but we got there and it was covered with fog. So they have this like photo booth mm-hmm. set up that will do you like a fake Fuji, like as a backdrop <laughs> behind you. So that's, yeah. that's all we got. Um, but we got to like dick about on the, on the lake in some like pedalos, nearly got taken out by a, like this steamer <laughs> vessel. We were like absolutely smashed on these like 8% um, whiskey highballs <laughs> that they do, you know, oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah. They're amazing. Um, so that was like, 
way more fun than seeing Fuji. <laughs> but um, yeah. But yeah, so I'd like to go back to Japan and do like the north, you know, like go up to like Hokkaido or something. Um, mm. Maybe in, I don't know, like maybe in the autumn. Um, obviously, everyone wants to go in like Sakura season, but like imagine imagine kind of japan and in, in the autumn when the leaves are changing i imagine that would be pretty mm. magical shit so yeah i you know yeah that's that's i don't know if it's next on the list but i want to i want to do it at some point get back yeah. there i would love i mean i've said it before i've said everything i've said everything i have to say on this podcast i've <laughs> you're I've literally said yourself, man i've said all of my thoughts before it's uh, what 40 something episodes i've said everything i have in my head there's yeah. no new thoughts coming in here i'd love to go back to japan <laughs> you're just and... you're just you're just a soundboard at this point yeah, I'm just a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah um and ai could run this podcast but yeah. um I would love to go back and see some actual nature because I just spent mm. my time in Tokyo and I know there's yep. so much. Um, and there's even nature around Tokyo, like Fuji and all that, but I just didn't go because I didn't so You care. didn't want to, is it Hakone is quite near, it's maybe like less than two hours away by train. Um, mm. And they, it's always advertised as like this um, lake with these like old timesy ships, you know, sailing ships on them. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, like look straight out of like studio studio Ghibli shit. Oh, but yeah, we 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 skipped that. So yeah, it was most oh. mostly cities like like you. But you can mm. you could just spend like two weeks in Tokyo. Like it's so big. Yeah, and I did. I yeah. spent a, I spent a week there, and I didn't yeah. even see everything. Um, I didn't even yeah. see any of the outdoor stuff because I wasn't into it then, as I've said before. See, uh, I yeah yeah. I mean, we'll 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 touch on that. We'll touch on that during uh nylon but uh, uh, yeah 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 hey, that was segue. that was kind of part of the yeah, exactly <laughs> that was part of the reason for going you know yeah the shopping the shopping so yeah um well with that beautiful segue from luke up here let's talk a little bit yeah. about the nylon portion of the podcast um let's jump on in and talk about your past with getting dressed and we won't even yeah. go like as far back as the first time you put on like a t-shirt we're gonna go um pre-learning about outdoor fashion um what yeah. kind of monster were you what kind of monster i guess yeah, so we'll, i don't know my my history with with clothes is kind of long and complicated mm -hmm. i think from from my mum buying me clothes and like you know you know if your mum ever like bought you clothes without kind of consulting you and and put, laid them out on your bed and they were like the worst it was like the worst fit you've ever seen <laughs> yeah and it kind of scarred you for life because you then have to like wear it to the next like non-uniform day obviously you don't have those but like in the UK a non-uniform yes. day is like a big deal it's like when everyone gets to see like you know how you dress and you kind of <laughs> you got to bring you got to bring your A game basically you got to bring your most yeah. fire fits obviously so my mum would you know, go to like Primark, which is like equivalent of, I don't know, Walmart and get me these, like she'd get this, this was the era of like GNCOs. Mm -hmm. So she, yeah. so, <laughs> you know, so they'd like go, they'd go over your shoes and they'd get soggy and they'd soak up puddles and shit like that. But she, yeah. she'd get me the bootleg versions of JNCOs. Oh, and and this mm -hmm. one had like a fucking skull and crossbones emblazoned across the ass. So I that is very cool, man. I had to. <laughs> it had the like you know, 
the, the hammer loop and all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I had to wear it at non-uniform day, I spent the day walking backwards. So no one would see this crossbones. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, where we where we go next, guys? Just like backing up all day, um, and kind of doing these, yeah, quick turns. Um, so that you know, th- those days kind of scarred me for life. And I, I, but I kind of got into clothes like quite early, I guess, when I started, you know, caring about what girls thought and things like that. And I, I reinvented myself even just in my teens, just like quite a few mm-hmm. times which was, you know, like partly expression, partly just finding out who I was. I was like yeah. really inspired by like David Bowie and like how he'd reinvent himself every few years. Um, so I kind of went from like a grungy kid to like, you know, uh, polos and backpacks, Kanye era, you know, the pink polo. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I'd get, I, then I'd get into like eBay mm. and um, I started off in eBay on eBay when I was like, uh, it was like 2006, seven. And I'd get all these like crazy vintage pieces. And I was, I was like really experimenting. Like those were the blunder years, right? I had to kind of go through them to kind of learn about, you know, how to put an outfit together and, and what worked and what didn't and learn about shapes and things like that. And there was, there was some, like, I looked silly, like a lot of the times I'd, I'd, Mm. I was like a proper like dandy at one point, you know, I'd get these, like, I'd wear like cowboy boots or like, fucking velvet blazers <laughs> you know oh, wow. cravat yeah, yeah like cravats like i was into like early early like hashtag menswear before like <laughs> hashed before before hashtags were a thing okay. um but it was all it was all inspired by like british um subcultures like the mods you familiar mm-hmm. with the mods and 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 um the og skinheads you know the pre pre right wing guys um so i'd kind of i'd take bits and pieces from that you know uh, i think by the time i was like 17 i was wearing like 1960s wool suits with like military parkers over the top and that was like my uniform throughout like my late school years wool suits and military parkers yeah so like the class the classic mod look so it would be like Uh this this hardy amy suit uh-huh. with like fucking the shoulder pads and like really really sharp you know really sharp trousers that like were <laughs> cut were cut for like chelsea boots and shit yeah yeah and we're talking like i don't know 2007 8 at this point and you had to have i i i don't regret that time because i was like fearless for some reason i i just <laughs> i i took i took a lot of shit not so uh-huh. much at school but like just from walking around in this on these get ups, I'd just get abused from like um white vans going past, like, wanker, you know, like <laughs> as I walked on the way or on the way home really? from school. And it just gave me like a really thick skin. And actually I was like really defiant about it. And yeah, I I feel like it kind of gave me confidence, you know, it was character building that I kind of experimented with clothes quite early on. And um really didn't really give a shit about what people thought you know so i know we've kind of you know i wanted i wanted to touch on the the, the early years but yeah we'll we'll kind of skip mm. to like we'll skip to uni <laughs> where like i guess you know um things got a bit more utilitarian and, and practical okay you know i was i was i was going out like I was really into drum and bass and then like the, obviously the dubstep wave oh, yeah. happened fucking <laughs> hell. So like, you know, I was going out two, three times a week. So I just wanted clothes that I could like dance in. 
so I got the I got into those like Karma Loop type streetwear brands, you know. Yeah. So like Mishka, I was really big into Only NY, the Hundreds, obviously. I wear like Air Max Nineties, Air Max Ones, you know, Re- Reebok Classics, mm-hmm. you know, like classic, you know, yeah, U- UK, UK, you know, lad shoes, I guess. Um, so like my my standard fit would be like a like a graphic tee from size, some like tapered Levi's, maybe like some infrareds and a snapback, obviously snapback era, swag era. Um, maybe like a a Nightwing breaker with it. Oh. But yeah, that that was kind of my that was kind of my look through through most of uni. Wow. It was only yeah, it was only like um sort of t- around 2011 just before I graduated that I started to be- become aware of like premium brands. Mm-hmm. Um and it was kind of through there was this one shop in Sheffield called Sarkis and they'd carry like Stone Island and CP. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe even some engineered garments and but i couldn't afford mm-hmm. any of that at the time yeah yeah but you can look at it and that's what matters exactly and it was aspirational yeah. um but what it did have was all these like scandy brands you remember this kind of era where all these were popping up so you've got like our legacy woodwood oh, Soulland. Yeah. okay scan and then and then by scandy brands yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um and Norse projects, and obviously, I I just jumped yeah. on Norse projects as like this. Mm-hmm. This is my fucking brand. It's like this under the radar cool <laughs> brand. It does. It doesn't have any like baggage attached to it. Uh-huh. And like, what I mean by that is like, obviously, I was aware of like Supreme and stuff like that at that point. Mm-hmm. But like, I've always had this principle for the uh-huh. like the things I choose to put on that like they have to be authentic to me so like Mm -hmm. with supreme it's like i know like this is kind of a meme that like you know the 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 supreme purists will say like you can only wear it if you skate or whatever yeah and obviously but like i i didn't and i thought oh that's not just like oh it's not for me but like oh you know if i wear it like someone's going to call me out and like make a demand that i kickflip or something like that (laughs) um you know so I kind of swore off it. And the same went for like Stone Island, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was a soft kid. I was a soft lad. Like I didn't, I hated football. Um, you know, <laughs> I was like, I feel like Stony was for like hard lads and like guys that were like into terrace fashion and stuff like that. So again, I, di- mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't touch any of that stuff. So, and I feel like I've stuck with that rightly or wrongly. I've stuck with that throughout. So I didn't, I respected Supreme, right? But I was like, that's not for me, man. And I knew about the heritage of the brown. Like, you know, I'd seen it in like uh, Larry Clark's kids. I was Mm. like, okay, this is this is going back to the like 90s. You know, this is a fucking cool brand. But um, but yeah, wasn't for me. I think I think the turning point was like Tyler wearing it in the the Goblin video. Wearing Supreme. Yeah, he wears the five panel yeah yeah and i feel like that exploded like supreme for you know a lot of people yeah for a lot of i I would say that the biggest inciting incident would be obviously the emily oberg complex stuff when she would like be in the drop lines and like oh what are you buying you're 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 buying a crowbar because it says supreme you know was that what year was that (laughs) we're talking like 2013 2012 
Because for me, uh, like like the complex and the complex and the and the the hype beast, as in the publication stuff, came a bit later. But like I remember seeing the the Supreme Five panel on on Tyler the Creator, and was like, that's a fucking cool hat. And then yeah, yeah just everyone was every like just was everywhere. So yeah, so yeah. Norse, I mean... Norse, Norse became my supreme, right? Mm. You know. I could build a whole personality around it because I didn't need to, I didn't I didn't need to be in some kind of clique or or tribe to kind of get mm. away with wearing it. Yeah, which you know. let me let me tell you. Yep. I understand. I understand because it sounds like you were bullied for wearing what you wore, which never happened to me. No, I so I I wouldn't I would never say bullied. I think I was kind of grown by the time I was experimenting with fashion and like I carried myself in a way that was like, I don't really give a shit. I didn't take myself too seriously. Like I was a bit of a, a joker. So like I was, I, I, I I took shit from, I took shit from like other people outside of school. And like I said, I'd like be walking around and get abused by um, builders and stuff, but uh, (laughs) not in, not in school. No, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Um, well, either way, it sounds like your your style was um, ridiculed much more than when I was going through it. Because all that happened with me was yeah. like, I'd show my girlfriend a Supreme t-shirt and she'd be like, that looks really bad. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, but you can wear a Supreme and not be a skater. I didn't skate for the first year and a half that I was buying Supreme. No yeah. one called me out for it. I also live in an area where no one knows what Supreme is. Yeah. And like fashion doesn't exist. So like I could get away with it much more easily. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Um I don't, I don't feel, feel yeah. Like yeah. I don't I don't feel as strongly about it as I did then. You uh-huh. know, of course, of course. Like I'm not gonna gatekeep Supreme. Like, you know, <laughs> I've got better things to do. That's so much fun to do. That's hilarious. Imagine saying um, it to someone. <laughs> um <yeah. laughs> gatekeeping any brand, I think, is super funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah i can't i can't remember the only thing i'll probably know i was gonna say like people wearing grimici if they don't boulder i think that's probably the closest i've come to being like huh i see you like an adju- you, you like a, yeah you like an adju- <laughs> you like a you like a gusseted crotch and an adjustable waist but you can't uh send v5s interesting yeah i, well, I can't either but i'm i'm getting there I can't either at the moment. I've, I've lost my powers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had some time. I had some time off. And, you know, you get like, you get COVID, and then I don't know. Life, life happens. Mm. You, you, you fall out of, um, of routine. And fucking climbing is all about routine. You know? Yeah, it oh, is. You, lo- you lose your, you lose your powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, back to, back to Norse. That was my gateway gateway drug to like overpriced yet quality clothes and i've been kind of sticking to that philosophy <laughs> for the past 10 years basically and it's you know yeah I've, I've even you know even now i like i tell myself that lie that like i'm gonna wear this forever um i might wear it for a long time but you know most <laughs> most, most items of clothing that I, I buy because they're going to last a long time. I end up, you know, rotating out of the wardrobe and selling mm. on, but that's, I think that's fine too. Yeah, well, absolutely. No. Just you're putting it back in the ecosystem. It's not sitting in your closet forever and just decomposing. Exactly. It's like the yeah. equivalent of wealth hoarding is just having a closet full of clothes you're never going to wear. Yeah. So 
I kind of got yeah in in that sense I, I got good at like editing my wardrobe never having too much and just I don't know get being thrifty and like getting mm. stuff secondhand on eBay like um you know kind of do, doing what I can to kind of afford this lifestyle that yeah, to yeah. get this lifestyle that I can't afford, <laughs> and not much, not much has changed, to be honest. To afford but yeah. the lifestyle you can't afford. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I've been in, it, been in the trenches, but in a different way. You know. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like so. Most people, as you know, mm. most people on here are like, "Oh, Supreme Palace. Which one is it?" You, yeah. young Luke, was out there wearing military parkas and wool suits and well not at that time well yeah 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 that at that time i was yeah it was norse norse everything uh norse Ar- everything Ar- aros gino's five panel you know the 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 um elka jacket mm-hmm. i was very proud of that um and like wallabies you mm. know yeah and that was kind of my uniform it was kind of minimal it was minimalist it was quite it got quite boring after a while mm. i feel like that's now become like the standard um look i guess for like yeah. young dudes that are like not really into fashion but want to dress well want to look nice exactly yeah. and and that kind of brings me to the idea that like the style is like a, a lot more democratized now like there are apps mm-hmm. that are tell you what to wear what looks tell good you what, what to doesn't wear. look good yeah and i think it's like it's cheating it's not. It is cheating. You're not. You're not figuring out on your own. Yeah, exactly. And and you could just let the algorithm like dress you. And yeah. I if I do it now. Mind. I I like it happens to me now, and it's happening to me that like mm-hmm. I don't. So like, you know, I back in the mid tens, you had to kind of like w- work for this personal style, right? You had to do your research, okay? So you'd mm-hmm. be like, you'd be like making Pinterest boards. You'd read four pins you'd read Mr. Porter, you'd go, yeah. I'd go, I'd go on like the beams Jap- Japanese site and look at the staff looks to see what they're wearing. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't buy the expensive magazines, but like, it was just all this research that like, you know, searching for inspiration. Now you just get served that stuff on the explore page, you know? Yeah. And it's not as like, it's not of the same quality. I also think, um, mm-hmm. because when you're, when you're looking for, like what you were doing, reading four pins, you know, going on Tumblr, reading the misreported stuff, like reading articles and mm. subscribing newsletters. Like that is, you are searching out a bunch of different mm. topics that yeah. even though they might be part of the same like genre of fashion, they're not necessarily going to be talking about the same stuff or like yeah. promoting the same brands or talking about yep. the same types of outfits. Like if you're TikTok feed, I don't have TikTok, by the way. Mm. I just know this from people talking about it. You should. It's where the real money's at. I know. Is it? That's what it's all about, man. It's all about <laughs> forget, the money. Forget, forget nature. Yeah, it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the bag. Uh, from what I've heard, TikTok, mm. when it knows what you want, the algorithm is really good, and it will just keep mm. feeding you the same content. So, like, let's say, yeah. you're part of this like new age hype beast. I'm a Leon Dore, Carhartt jeans, graphic tee dunks type guy, right? you're going to keep getting that content over and over and over pounding it into your head. Like this style, this is a style, this is style. You're never going to see, you're never going to be challenged, you know, no, you're never, and you, you can't, feel the need to branch out. You're not, you're not picking and choosing and being selective about, exactly. I want a bit of this and what, and it leads to these homogenous starter packs that these like kind of tribes 
menswear mm. tribes they become and you know it's it happens it happens to all of us you know like we, yeah. we just yeah we're all kind of getting fed the same if explore page stuff um and it's it's hard i think it's harder now to it's it's easier than ever to get inspiration but it's harder um to get ahead i suppose mm-hmm. and see what the next kind of trend is i know that's not the be all and end all i feel like nowadays i'm i'm i've definitely settled into like what my style is i'm i'm not trying to be cutting edge because you end up just dressing like way younger than you know <laughs> and you are do you know what i mean you can't get away mm-hmm. get get away with that forever um but yeah I, I it just sounds like pure old head talk they're like in my day you had to do your research and all this well, kind of true. shit I, but like i, I think you know, I think it's bad. I think you call it like a democratization of fashion, mm. but I think it's literally just like a streamlining of like what's popular. And there's a lot less effort that has to go into it, which is cool because like more people can get into dressing well, mm. but at the same time, it removes a lot of the authentic- authenticity of like actually figuring out how to dress yourself. Cause like, yeah, even if you just look at the scene that we're in, we would both consider ourselves a part of mm-hmm. um, a lot of these people wear the same kind of stuff, which yep. makes sense because they're all going outside, they're hiking, they're walking around. I don't wear an Arcteryx jacket with mm. rain pants and Solomons mm. every day because... No. Why would you? That, first of all, I can't. It's way too hot where I live. Yeah. Second of all, um, that's kind of corny because I bought that yeah. stuff to go outside to go out and, and move in not yeah to go practical. like out of the town and you know and i'll incorporate some of that like i'll wear an arcteryx jacket with some carpenter yeah. pants if it's in like loafers that's a good look if it's yes that's why raining, when i when i first followed you i was i was like oh, he's got the fatigues and the loafers this guy yeah. gets a follow yeah that's i love that military-esque um type vibe it's, you know it's it's the um it's the beams plus pillars right mm-hmm. i don't know if you've you've seen that like interview mm-hmm with um let me see try let me try find that um so it's I, I i think i'm getting this right it's like military sports where ivy and outdoor and those are kind of the key pillars of like beams plus mm-hmm. i feel like i try and keep a mix of those influences and it helps you be be quite creative and like with how you like build an outfit yeah and i feel like that's what i've settled into the last few years and that's probably how i'm going to be dressing you know Forever. going gig yeah, yeah going forward you always think it's like i don't know you tend to think oh this is how i'm going to be dressed for forever now like, this is it i found it and then it, it changes of course it does mm. but i've i've had some stalwarts in the wardrobe for like like the past seven years i i pinned a picture of daiki suzuki in like Birkenstock Boston's fatigue <laughs> pants. Yeah. Um in 2014, I've got I, wow. I pin I pin that and you scroll back to my Insta and I'm I'm wearing that then and I'm wearing it now. Like mm-hmm. I that's I feel like that's an evergreen look. It is. Um and then but then it will just turn up on a mood board and you're like, well, yeah, you feel a bit bummed out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just kind I of mean, been co-opted. It, it definitely has been. I think it's a little it lies outside of the mm, the area that like most people want to get into because it's a lot of work to learn about Japanese sizing, mm. you know, and it's a lot of work to find a lot of these. And 
it's like you can find a lot of cool stuff at like military surplus stores and stuff like that and a lot of yeah. people don't want to go to them don't have access to them they want to like buy the hype item with yep. the name on it as yep. much as like you know supreme is kind of dead and all that it's still yep. very much about brand name it's just a different mm-hmm. brand you of know course. it's it's jound it's i'm a little dore yeah. it's like yeah. add some it's like these like new <laughs> minimalist new yeah, york brands you know of course yeah, I, uh, sometimes I, I like to think that I'm avoiding the hype brands, but in reality, I'm I'm not. Just, just because, like, hype. just because, yeah, just because I didn't like buy a, uh, an Arcteryx. Like, I I have <clears throat> I have got a down jacket just because I bought because I needed one. Yeah, but like I I I just saw it becoming a meme, and I was like, nah. But um, I don't know. It's just it's the hipster mentality <laughs> that won't. It is. It is. That it won't. That won't it. Leave, it's a curse. It's just like oh, I don't want Truly. that. Um, like as much as you want to, as much as you want to not have that living inside of you very care. much. So the yeah. idea of just like, I have to be the first person to do this and I want to stand out yeah. and I want to be different. Just, yeah. it, it, it curses all of us or most of right. us, I should say. Yeah. The people that really care, it curses. Yeah. <laughs> care, care too much. They're preoccupied. Yeah. It is a curse. It is a curse. Uh, well, I think that's pretty good. And I think we should move on to questions now because we hit every topic in trees with that conversation right there. Yeah, we have. And I've waffled yeah. on like way too. I feel like I haven't <laughs> no. let you speak, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's literally a show about the guest talking. So don't feel bad at all. All right. Now, you could talk even more, but I have to ask you the question first. <laughs> shoot, shoot. First, Stormfit would like to know, and you do have a few. Um, Okay. Stormfit would like to know. Right, so I, I get I get some passes maybe. Yeah. Okay. If there was a zombie apocalypse in the UK, which mountain okay. peak would you seek cover on and why? Oh, this is great. So I wouldn't go up a mountain. You know what mm-hmm. I do? What would you do? I've been, I've been saying this in school. I would get on a canal boat. Mm. I would let, I would get I would go down to the Regent's Canal. Okay. Steal a abandoned boat, let's say fill up with supplies go to like a hunting shop i know where the nearest hunting shop is at all times <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah i keep it pinned my google maps um he keeps it pinned as work so you can and just then, get there as quick as possible exactly and then I'd, I'd fill up with supplies and then i'd just like float around because mm. zombies can't swim in any uh exactly. zombie movie zombies can't swim it, it, is it um, there's there's um dawn of the dead or something where they uh-huh. like walk along the floor the sea floor and then they cl- or maybe no that's um parts of the caribbean but there's there's definitely <laughs> a thing there's definitely a thing where zombies go across the sea floor Dude, but yeah parts ultimate- of the caribbean by the way <laughs> Ult- yeah ultimately um yeah they're, they're fucked they're not going to be able to get to me unless they're like yeah. the, the fast jumping ones from 28 mm-hmm. days later or like world war z but you know we're all fucked if that's the case yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's no my answer surviving. I mean, there's some, there's probably some good um, bothies at the top of like Ben Nevis or like not bothies, but like um, shelters that would mm. make quite good, you know, um, uh, bunkers. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going up a mountain, no. no. It's, it's dumb. There you go. Well, there's your professional answer. Uh, <laughs> Grifter underscore TE would like to know. Who are your top three MCs? <laughs> That's off topic. I talked to um, <laughs> I talked to Tom a lot. Yeah, he actually he briefed me on this question, so I already have it. 
Oh, um, really? Yeah, so yeah. A little, yeah, a little bit of insider knowledge. I know. I, I, I think I would have spun out if you'd have just hit me with that. <laughs> like, so I'm going to say uh, Mad Lib, although that might be controversial because he's kind of a producer first. Yeah. Um, but I love I love his flow. I love uh, the stuff of Cosimoto. Just great. Um, and then Freddie Gibbs also works mm. a lot with Mad Lib. I love okay. him. I think he's massively underrated. I think wow. he's such a fucking great MC. Um, but like he's kind of this underdog. Like he was this uh he kind of got kicked off Instagram like three times and now he's like perma banned. But he <laughs> would just post the wildest shit, you know, like the most the most hood shit, like fights and, and stuff on stories, and they they just kept banning him. But um, yeah, musically, uh with him and Madlib like teaming up, they're just fucking unstoppable. And then third, I don't know, uh, Kendrick. I probably don't need to explain why. No. What do you think no. of the new album or new newest album? Uh, it was really good. It was really, really good. I don't think Compared it was others? like, uh, no, I don't think it, I think it goes Pimper Butterfly, Damn, and then this new album. Yeah. I was I was not onto him during like Good Kid, Mad City and all uh, that kind of stuff, okay, which I found kind of I know, man. I found kind of <laughs> embarrassing when I saw him at Glastonbury, and he kind of did it chronologically, and he opened with all that stuff, and I was so uh. hype, and then I just didn't know any songs. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like I knew about him like two, 2013, but like I didn't have. I don't know how he, people even enjoyed music back then. <laughs> what did we do? Um, I didn't have Spotify, for sure, but I, mm. I didn't have any kind of access to him. <laughs> yeah nice stuff uh fleece and stuff oh yeah some i don't know i don't some random guy who just started following me some some nobody some nobody some loser (laughs) uh top three best slash worst Mm. styles or trends oh my god so lightning round top three best and top three worst styles and trends so like six Like six things. Six things. You could pick which uh, one you say first. Ah, uh, shit. Okay. Trends. I'm like, um, Amy Andor gets a lot of kind of like it gets joked about a lot, but like I love what they're doing. Um, that's up there. Okay. Obviously, obviously, this trend. You know, this thing of ours. I'm not going to say its name. Um, I wouldn't even call it a trend anymore. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's transcended that. Um, and then best, I don't know, like um, kind of uh, heritage, almost like Nigel Cable type, you know, military workwear stuff. Uh-huh. Um, or like, do you follow like Brute Archives? I'm talking like paraboots, you know, mili- yeah. um, military uh-huh. jackets, you know. As soon like, as you said paraboot, I knew exactly what you're like, talking about. Almost like yeah. Drake's, like Drake's. I love Drake's. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so those three worst i don't know i don't even pay attention like i guess they'd have Ooh. to be to like doesn't even pay attention no you know like i guess like, I'd, i'm not really into like the stuff that grailed posts in terms uh-huh. of like high fashion stuff mm. um I, I don't believe these people like believe that they look good they're just they're just <laughs> wearing they're just wearing what's hot like Balenciaga, uh, like, is it Balenciaga or Bottega? Puddle boots. Oh, yeah. 
Bottega. I mean, I know, I know Patrick wears, has those, so maybe I'll, you know. Yo, fuck you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I can name two more, to be honest. Um, wow. Because, like, why would I watch that if it's shit, you know? Yeah. What did you think of the, um, the organic lab grailed stuff they did? <laughs> I thought the comments were funny. What did they like, bro, like, what is this shit? Um, really? Bro, what is this shit? Crying, laughing emojis. Um, and you can know you can get this shit from Marshalls or something like that. Uh, really? Like, I don't. I've not been in Marshalls, but that's funny because, like, viewing it, viewing it from like, if you didn't know anything about Organic Lab, you might go like, "What the? F- what is this?" Like, like, uh-huh. there's like just a Madras check shirt, right? But uh-huh. like, look, look a bit closer. It's got a pocket on it, and it, I don't know whether it's like mountain um mountain research or like some crazy brand mm. um probably is but like it's yeah it's whatever vibram five like some beat vibram five fingers that were like peeling yeah i don't know i don't know what yeah <laughs> i don't know what i don't know what again no of course like he he i they i don't know like mm. um they they were the first like outdoor fashion archive, you know, page that I followed before the big three uh, yeah. and, and Gary the and all that. Drug. that the absolutely gateway drug. Gateway. So I'm, I'm not going to slag him off, but yeah, I don't really know what he represents anymore. They represent. Oh, wow. Hot takes mm. over here. I don't uh, know. Organic like, Lab, well, that, come on the pod and respond to that. Yeah. It's like, Coward. they don't, they don't <laughs> post, they don't post very much. No, anymore because I, f- I feel like they were just spammed like two years ago it was like mm-hmm. did these long fucking stories and like um it was it was a, a chore to get through some of them sorry and and now yeah. they and now they're just <laughs> like they just they're, yeah. now they just like they just come on it's like cinder do you follow cinder they'll just like drop something and then like no, they'll just don't. they'll just dip that's just another mood board like uh um but it's all about like ps2 graphics and and like um carty (laughs) it's it's, it's, i'm too old for it (laughs) all right well uh that's very interesting to know about your opinions on organic lab uh i think that he's working on um like a website yeah maybe another collab probably coming up soon i'm not i would just just assume I think another collab is probably on the works on the horizon. And then also, uh, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the Solomon. I love the Solomon stuff. I know you, you've, you know, got to be in your bonnet about it, you know, versus Mm. hidden NY. I think I agree. It's, um, it's just not as, not as sought after, but that there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I love them. I wear them all the time. But yeah, I'd love to see another collab with organic as well. I'm not sure who. Sportiva. Yeah. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. The competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, F underscore underscore four W would like to know what is your favorite part about your trip to Dolomites? Um, it yeah, it had to be getting up to Cicada first time. Actually, no, I th- I feel like it was just a smaller moment of like getting there in the dark. Uh, we hadn't eaten for like eight hours. We didn't, we couldn't see what, you know, it had taken like eight, uh, like eight hours traveling time. Um, 
you know, we'd paid like a hundred euros for a taxi to get to the mm. hotel. Like it was just, we were in a shitty, shitty mood and we went to bed with no food and woke up like, oh, but then I opened the blinds and then I walked out onto the balcony and I went, <gasps> and I saw this fucking mountain just like in our backyard basically. And yeah, that was from there on, I was just like, just, <laughs> just grinning, man. Like it was, yeah. it was so great. Nice stuff. Um, Good old Josty would like to know. That was really bad. Ah, uh, young Josty. Yeah. Josty wants. Um, best bike packing advice for someone wanting to get started. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not an expert. I'm still figuring it out. I'd say like, don't. You want to obviously pack light, and that and that means like the bags that you get. Don't go for the biggest bag because you will fill it. You know, if you get like the eight liter frame bag, you'll just, you're just going to fill that space and you're going to have a heavier rig. If you go Mm -hmm. more Spartan, you're like, you get really ruthless about what you're going to (laughs) take, but you can still, you can still have luxuries. And that's what I learned on my first ride was that, you know, a a pack of tobacco or like a hip flask isn't going to weigh a lot but like it makes a lot of difference, you know, or, you know, having something to read or listen to. Um, You don't need to spend a lot of money as well. I just got like the Topi bags, but I'm going to call mm-hmm. them out now and say that the quality is <laughs> shit. So like, oh, yeah. you know, any, any, any other brands listening um, that specialize in uh, bike packing bags, hit me up. <laughs> because yeah, they just want, like I was pulling the compression straps on one the other day and like it sent a piece of, sharp plastic like into my eye from the buckle i was like this is this is a lawsuit Lord. um yeah did you how, how'd you how'd you do with that <laughs> I, I i sent them a message being like look your your bags are busted like both have like split and like whatever and they were like oh just send it back to germany i was like oh. <laughs> no when they're they're like oh of course just like post it at your own expense nah yeah no you know you never you never do uh right well that is your that's your best bikepacking advice get a bag that won't kill you yeah get a yeah don't get the biggest bag but don't get the cheapest cheapest bag either kind of like with gear you know yeah right you got to spend a little bit of money because it's gonna last for a while precisely yeah Yeah. okay um good old tang gn score ts would like to know man like where's your favorite outdoor climbing spot Tang, prolific. Yeah, boulderer. man, Ma I'm gonna, has I'm never gonna show been outdoor my... bouldering. He hasn't. No, he oh, hasn't. I, but I've seen him boulder, like in 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 um just trainers, and he's sick. Like in when we did the group walk, yeah, he was jumping on everything and just like yeah, he had he's got the moves, man. He is crazy. I, um, he's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So. He's never been outdoor bouldering. Why? Mm. Um, <laughs> listen, I've I've literally been outdoor bouldering like twice, and one the first time I didn't have mats. You know, I was we rocked up to like a pebble beach. Oh, wow. Yeah, pebble beach with like big pebbles. Like you could have just like snapped your ankle if you you fell wrong. Um, and it was uh, in um, 
the west coast of like Wales, West Wales, like Brecon Beacons way. And you've got all these cool boulders like on the beach. Um, mm. And the sea's like the tides all the way out. So like you're not getting wet and stuff. But um, really super fun to climb. But like no one could really go for it because we were like, this is dangerous. You know, like we can't, there's no crash mats. Like what are we doing? So that yeah. was the first time. And then second time I went with Amber to RAC boulders, which mm. is... Um, in Snowdonia and I would I you know I've I'm told it's like a really accessible kind of entry level um place that you know there's there's slab that you can literally like walk up but there's also mm-hmm. like quite kind of challenging you know buttresses and things like that so um yeah I that I've literally been twice so you know I'm not gonna yeah <laughs> I haven't got much okay. more to offer than that. Sorry, so um, you guys are in hope- the same boat. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hoping you'd tell me, but you know, I'm I'm you going to I'm, ask. Yeah, right. I'm going to, I'm going back to Snowdonia and like next week. So, I you hope know, you're gonna- I might have lied. I might have lied. It might have been Ben, Ben Greenwood, who's never been outdoor bouldering, because I went with both ben, of them. Ben, ben Greeny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, that would make sense. I've definitely seen Tang like. Okay, sweet, sweet. Yeah, then it was then it was Ben. I went with rock. both of them during first camp. Uh, you were there, right, at first camp? Oh, no, no, my presence was uh, yeah was was greatly missed. I'm told it was greatly missed. I would love to see you there. <laughs> you were one of the you were one of the few that received a DM that said, "Hey, I'm going to be there. Let's meet up." And you said, "Piss off, bugger <laughs> <laughs> off." Yeah. Um. Nice. I, w- I was trying to link up with you. To be fair. But you, you know, were. I you was, were. It yeah, just, I was the days I, didn't, I was the days be- I, was, I was in London didn't work. That's it. I was begging it, you know. It's like pick me. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, man. Where were you 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 stayed you you stayed with Jameis? I did stay with Jameis. Yeah. How'd that come about? Uh Jameis is the reason that I went <laughs> to London right. or yeah. to the UK in general. Um, because he was like, I'm doing this festival, which they didn't really Shout out Outsider Store. They did a great job of, of the course. event. The actual like planning, not planning, the actual like marketing of it. I was like very unsure of like what was going on. I don't even know if they were in charge of that, but um, I was very confused as to what was happening, when it was happening, where it was happening, like what was going to go on there. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really flushed out. And I know it was they the didn't first have, time doing yeah, something They like didn't that. have a Next huge year, amount of detail. Next year, I think it'll be better because they are planning on doing another it's, one. It's going to go off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um yeah, then I was like, hey man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna the way that it's gonna work is I'm gonna get in like basically a day before first camp. Um uh or like I guess it was two days. I'm gonna get in two days before first camp. Was it two days? Yeah. Can I like spend a night on your couch? Uh and then head out in the morning. Yeah. Bold. <laughs> we we chatted. We had a good yeah, talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We had a good talk. He came on the Patreon. I feel like I feel like we're homies. And he's like, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Come on over. And then yeah. Jamie, Mr. Mad Mountain Man. Um mm-hmm. he so I went from London to I woke up in the morning and I went to Weymouth. Yep. Yeah. Jamie picked mm-hmm. me up there, drove me back to his house, spent the night at his house on his couch. 
And then he drove me from like Devon to Wales. It was like a four hour drive. Um, all the way up. Wow. Yeah. And we went to first camp and then I rode back with, who did I ride back with? I truly. <laughs> they were that important. Oh, Jossie. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. rode back with Jossie and this guy named Sam uh, to Manchester because I was going to go back with Kian because I was staying. That's a. Yep all-terrain guy i was staying with them but he had work that night so he had to leave early so i went back with jossie then i stayed at kian's house while i was in manchester then i went to oxford and ali was like you're not allowed to see my house if you step foot on my property i'll have you killed (laughs) i had to stay at a hotel at oxford yeah he's 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 like weirdly right-wing that guy yeah he's like he's super into like oil and like um (laughs) yeah and guns yeah yeah burning stuff for fuel <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's actually yeah. it's pretty he was at the january 6th capital right you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh anyway shout out to ali um yeah really good time and hopefully if when they do first camp two i will be able to get over there again and meet even more people yeah yeah hopefully. i'll be i will be there <laughs> and hopefully uh gary's there as well this yeah. time we'll rope him in We'll get in there somehow. Uh, but anyway, Tom Goldfinch would like to know, yep. how do you find living in London and being further away from hikes, camps, oh, et cetera? This is something I wanted to talk about because, um, yeah, I feel like start, starting thank a... Thank you, Tom. Thank you, mate. Starting a an outdoor page of sorts, uh-huh. you know, half outdoors, half outfits. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's massive. That's good. That's, that that's, should be that's, your bio, dude. It is my bio. Oh, really? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I changed it very recently. I feel I, I changed know, it. I used be- to say reformed. Oh, okay. Okay. Born again, Gortplord. Yeah, that's what I it changed was. it because, because I felt like people didn't know what they were walking into. You know, yeah. I have to be absolutely clear that it is outfits, outdoors. Because what I was doing is I was like posting loads of outdoor stuff. I was I'd post a fit and I'd just get a ton of unfollowers. And I was like, what do you want? You know? <laughs> just like, oh yeah. And it's like you see my page. Do you not see the kind uh-huh. of varied content? Like you can anyway. just scroll down, you know? Exactly. And it still happens. I don't I care less about it now, but um, you know, when you're uh, trying to grow it in the early days, you, you lose like five followers for a post. You're like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> um, so Damn yeah, I, I kind of, I, I simplified it. Um, but yeah, living in London, starting an outdoor page, living in London was ill-advised. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those awful blokes that gets driven around by his girlfriend. And I kind of have been since I was like 18. I've tried to learn to drive. I've not oh. passed. I don't oh, drive. Wow. You you don't even you can't pass I, the test. I thought I thought that was I thought that was kind of well known that I'm just the pa- the passenger that's like you know the cuck boy in the passenger seat you the know being yeah. being ferried around <laughs> exactly the cockpit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I'm I'm relearning. I I basically I tried to learn to drive in like when I was 18, uh-huh. and I, I got really in my head about it and I couldn't do it. And I failed like a lot of times. Um, and then I just went to uni and forgot about driving. I was like, I don't need a car, you know, in the environment. And, uh, you know, I live in London mm, and all this kind of good, stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, re- but really, like, I didn't know how. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty so, good deflection, though. 
That's yeah. a pretty good deflection. You're like, I, know. I care about the environment so much. I don't even want to know how to drive. Exactly. I don't want the knowledge. I don't want the knowledge. Poisoning my <laughs> the brain. The cursed knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so Amber, Amber does like all the driving and like it's totally not fair. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on I'm working on doing it. So, But yeah, I don't, it's difficult for me to kind of keep up. I know we talked about it's not about keeping up with your peers. But like, I see guys like Liam that have like the you know, nature on their doorstep, and it's like they can just up and and go and explore at a moment's notice. Yeah. Like we we have to kind of like really plan these trips and get our time off boys. booked. <laughs> our city boys, yeah, like uh, got to get time off booked. We got to like you know, it's petrol's expensive, all this kind of stuff. We've got a mm. stopover maybe at you know Amber's parents' house in the Midlands to kind of break up the drive because it's like five hours plus sometimes mm. so it's not it's not easy i think now i'm trying to find ways of like um supplementing the content you know it's not all just mountains and and stuff i'm i'm going i'm exploring locally like i'm bouldering i'm doing this and doing that but it's mm. yeah it's a it's kind of a big disadvantage i guess but um you just got to I don't know. You got to vary the vary the content, and and of of course, I'm propping it up with like the style stuff, you know, the outfits and stuff like that. But yeah, it's not it's not easy. I don't think there are many. Like, obviously, there are like a lot of like outdoor pages, but not in the in the Gorp scene, as it were, in London. What's you know? Gorp? I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ever since like you took it out of your bio, I forgot the word's been out of my vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, vanished, vanished. But like, I feel like the guys that are into it in London, they're more like industry side. You got guys yeah. like Rory Griffiths, you know, um, what have you, and they're kind of they're doing they're shooting the campaigns and yeah, and they're kind of you know definitely the, uh, the media the dudes, elites. Eggs, the London elites, aren't they terrible? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, well, the last question I have for you today. Okay. From JMF24. Mm-hmm. This is actually a pretty deep one. Deep. Um, mm-hmm. They say, Young Lean? Just a question mark. Okay. Um, I know I feel like I missed that wave. Like, um, what was it called? Um, vapor Drain wave. Gang. Drain oh, Gang. Yeah, Isn't that's... Drain Gang like Liam's like Blade? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, I yeah. think Young Lean might fit into that though. I he, he might not, and I might be he, completely wrong. He's found his people on TikTok and like they're they're here for it. Like you just oh. put blade, you just put blade on like a hiking TikTok <laughs> and they they come running, let me tell you. So uh yeah. No, Young Lean, um I don't I've yeah, I don't really know anything well, about him. A quick a quick Google search will tell you that. Young Lean is not in Drain Gang. And then someone on Reddit asked why. And then uh, the top comment is, he really hates Blade. They only collab because Blade forces them to. A guy says source. And the guy says, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, is is Blade, um, is he not UK based? Are they both like, is he Swedish too? Is, 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 yeah. young, is young Lean Swedish? I think Young Lean is not English. He's definitely he's like Swedish. A, a, he's Swedish. A yeah. Dude. He's Swedish. Yeah. Obviously, I know him and like a bit of his music, but um, I yeah, I'm not not a fan. 
I think they were saying you look like Young Lean with your haircut in the photo that I posted on my story. Oh, yeah, really? I think yeah, so. I guess it's a little reminiscent. Yeah, I have. That's the um, <clears throat> that's the French crop. I've basically gone from the French crop to the skin to the to the high and tight back and oh. forth since 2015. <laughs> Before that, um, I had hair down to my nipples. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had long, long hair. It, wow. And like, it, it took so long to grow out that by the time I like grew it, I didn't want it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Them ones. Yeah, is that, was that the same time you were doing like the military aesthetic? No, it was like I had, I was wearing like com, like com, I had a oh. com de garçon like mm-hmm. windbreaker, which was like super, super rare. I couldn't find it anywhere else. Mm. It was like this blues on with like a point pointed collar. But it was like wearing a bin bag, like you zip it up and it was <laughs> like you die of like, sweat um and then i lost it i I either lost it like on a drunken night or like someone stole it i don't know where do you lose clothes like how does that happen i hope when you die you kind of you get it all back you know you could just get your pie you get all your like pile of like lost property that you lost over Uh the years you just get to spend like a day sorting through it that would be neat um (laughs) but yeah no what, what was what was i saying uh yeah, that was that was long hair era. I've basically had to say, Young Lean doesn't have a French crop. He's got a shaved head. I look more now. Now, like him now. he did. Yeah. He used to. Yeah, he used to. Have a but um, the the French crop is not a thing really in the states, is it? Although I've been seeing it no. pop up a bit more. My my cousin lives in LA. He's like uh-huh. half. He's English, but his parents live over there. Um, and he called it the Phil Foden. Do you know who that is? He's a footballer. But like before that, he called it the dumb and dumber. It which, is, you know, it is quite it a dumb is. and dumber look. Yeah, I know. Especially I, when it grows out quite heavy. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm acutely say, aware of it. I don't know what's popular in like the cities and the cultural, the cultural hotspots of America, but um when I was in the UK, like everyone has hair like you. Everyone has yeah. like the short the french crop or like some sort of buzz going on you know skin fade it's 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 a a classic you know it's been it's been going around it's like the stock stock lad trim yeah i think the stock lad trim here now is probably like they're kind of um yeah you know what i'm saying right bussing bussing for real no cap meme the perm the perm the perm yeah yeah with the skin that is the perm with the skin fade is for like the kids i say people my age are usually rocking like like maybe like a light, a light fade or like shaved mm-hmm. on the sides, like, you know, longer on the top, that kind of look. I'm definitely an outlier with the flow that I have. I like it. I wish I had wavy hair. My hair's yeah. dead straight. It just uh, is like, I look yeah. like, um, yeah, a mop. I'm sorry. When it's long. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about it. Um, do you have any questions for me? I think that, I mean, that's all I have for you. That's all the questions I have. Questions you. for you. Is yeah. that is, is that a new segment? You've taken uh, me by surprise. Sure. I, I You can do that. Or instead of questions for you, something I've neglected on many a podcast. Um, mm. <laughs> would you like to, um, would you like to shout out some people? Shout out three uh, people. Absolutely. Is it, is it been, has it been cut down to three it. now? It, it, it was always supposed to be three. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. You can do more if you, I, you, it looks like you're looking at your phone I if have, you had people. I have 
five, two yeah, of which I know I know I've already shouted out one. I've shouted out Miss, obviously. Yeah. He's the guy. Get him, get him to come on. Get him on. I'll throw him on. Yeah. Um, I'll throw him on. Yeah. Um, Bright Finder has come up oh, time yes. and time again. I think yes. he's it's so underrated, man. And yeah, like all his content is like top tier. Mm-hmm. Um he just like seems super positive and he's been doing it like ages. Like he posted something from 2014 the other day and it was like, oh, whoa, like you've, you've had all this, like you've been doing these adventures for so long. And um, I love this stuff that he posts. I think it's with his kid. It's just very uplifting, but yeah, he's been, he's been mentioned before. So I don't think that quite counts. Um, outside Intel, the man, the man, the brand, he's just started making, you know, sending out stickers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you not get yours? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's, um, oh, yeah, drop him a follow. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. But, um, yeah, give me he's... a free sticker and I'll follow you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, transactional. Um, yeah, that's he... this is for me now. He's popped off on TikTok. I don't know what came ah. first. But like he's he's got maybe like 3k followers maybe on TikTok which is like impressive. Mm. Um and his edits on there like always go down really well. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's just he's he's doing bits. Um you know, does drone shots, interesting stuff. Um yeah, cool guy. Um someone that has been Okay. Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not lastly. Well, okay. Someone that's been out of the game for a little bit, maybe since like March. Uh, Cheng, <laughs> okay. Cheng, Chengo Love. Yeah, I saw he had a comeback. Yeah. He did. De- he redebuted. <laughs> he's a fucking dude. Um, I've I've always admired like the the gear and and the kind of kit that he has. Or like mm-hmm. seemed to be quite ahead of the curve without being showy or flashy about it. Yeah, you know kind of had the last ball TVs and you know the the clatter and all that kind of stuff um early on but yeah he's just started posting again and then someone so I feel like people of color like generally are underrepresented in in this space like even like you know back in the day but also now unfortunately yeah. um so it's always like good to shout out someone like uh boy Jamin he is a North Face explorer. So he's like sponsored by the North Face. I just saw him on my feed the other day. Doing the doing the Sky Trail. Yeah. So he did the Sky Trail the other day. He's a fucking machine. Like, um, yeah, he's full of full of anecdotes, but like can you spell his username for the people? Um and me. B-O-I, like boy, and jamming, like jamming, but with one M, not jamming like Bob. Um, yeah, he's a machine, like he's got mad stamina, d- d- done these like crazy treks uh-huh. and, um, was doing bike packing. He was telling me, oh. but like not a traditional way. He was like putting <laughs> a full on like trekking bike, uh, trekking bag on his back, which is like, going to make you super top heavy and like mm-hmm. not very, not very, um, aerodynamic and just doing these like mad, um, expeditions, <laughs> Um, mm. with like kilos and kilos on his back, which I thought was 
bonkers, but quite impressive. Um, so shout out him. He's been doing bits. And then, of course, my girl, I have to shout out Amber. Obviously. I'll put that at the Obviously. first. I'll put that up yeah, first. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's best for last, let's say. Oh, there you go. That's that's very good. Yeah. So yeah. anyone anyone that's followed me for a, a minute will have seen Amber, like, mm-hmm. shared in my stories and, and tagged and what have you. Um, but, yeah, she's she's just started working with Gorp Girls. Shout out, Hannah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's done... I think she's just done the one shoot so far with the the Arcteric System A thing. Yeah. Which was like massive. I think there's stuff popping off all the time, but like it's just scheduling stuff. Like it doesn't always yeah. line up, but she's uh, hopefully going to do a little bit more with them. But yeah, like I think she's, you know, she's, she's growing her account. You know, it's not just a personal page anymore. She's into this as much as me. So yeah, give her a follow. Amber nice McKenzie. Stuff. Yeah, McKenzie. Now it's my turn because uh-huh. I haven't done this in a while. So I did. I, can... I did six. So you know, <laughs> keep it brief. Six. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Sorry. Um, first of all, we're gonna shout out Fleece and Stuff, Mister Fleece Appreciation Society. Rest in peace. New account. Free him. Free him. Yeah. Patagonia, you nerds, give him his account back. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's first. Friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Next, ecology underscore enjoyer. Okay. Um, this is something that many people don't know about. In this whole scene of people going outside, I've stumbled into more of a like bushcraft, ecology loving type. Um, it's, it's usually meme pages, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a few of them. Um, one of them is like tree respecter. Yeah. People I've seen don't know him. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I found is that a lot of these pages that care about nature are also like weird conservative trolls. Okay. Like they'll post like really weird stuff about like kind of cringe things about like not liking women or like, Uh, you know, say the N word and it's like, or like hate. I hate that when you, when you follow like a really great meme account and then they just reveal who they really are and they're like, I don't give a fuck. And it's like, oh, you're buying. Yeah. So it's very refreshing to find ecology underscore enjoyer who um, posts a lot of left leaning memes and stuff. And also like, like Mm. almost eco terrorist kind of vibes, but (laughs) like eco fascist. (laughs) No, no. Eco terror, not eco fascists, okay. which is okay, bad. That, that that was the other guy. That was who. That was who I was finding. Now I'm into um, like eco terrorists on the left side of things, not eco fascists. Yeah. So it's like you know, trans people are people, and also you should kill Elon Musk. That's the kind of stuff that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. following now. So shout out to Ecology Enjoyer, and then someone who I just recently followed. Uh, we'll shout out. It might seem crazy. Crazy spelled C R A Y Z. Um, they're in a little uh, group chat that THV for GSB posted, mm-hmm. um, or is in, and they mm-hmm. you know followed me. We're chatting me up. They mm-hmm. post a lot of fun photos, a lot of cool story posts. I think they just went on a trip to England. No, okay. somewhere in somewhere in Europe. And yep. uh, they were posting Eng- a lot of England like, is Europe, yeah. It's, it's nah, all somewhere Europe. else, somewhere else, somewhere else. It was like Italy yeah. uh, or something like that. Um, <laughs> they were posting a bunch of pictures of like 
cathedrals and like old architecture. It was pretty cool. So shout out to them. That will be my my third. I only do three. I'll stick to the actual script. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh that's all. Uh anyway, Luki. Oi Luki uh-huh. on Instagram. Yeah. At oi oi dot Luki on Instagram. Thank you so much Correct. for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It's it's been great. I I settled into it. I'm sorry about the waffle. The waffle? Oh, the you waffle. talking the so much. No, no, no. It's all good. Don't worry. I'll cut it out. You'll you'll probably only be talking for like like 20 minutes. Um, 20 minutes. You see, you yeah. see what I was saying about being down. being the yeah, being the um being the shortest to come on. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not in stature, be 15 yeah. minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to, just out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you are. Well, again, I'll see you on a Patreon episode sometime soon. Hopefully, patreon.com slash trees and nylon, where we do fireside chats where I bring on guests that have been on before. I ask them some personal questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a little bit more of a more casual chat, not necessarily about trees and nylon. Um, it's always fun. So check it out. It's only five bucks a month. Um that's my that's my call to action. And Luke, I'll I'll talk to you soon, my man. Thank you, bro. Thanks for having me. All right. See you later. Godspeed. Yeah, I need a piece of this about this one.